This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Thursday, October 8th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined today, I think for the first time, by Charlie Potter, uh, covers Alabama football football uh, for Bama Online, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Charlie, am I wrong, or is this, is this your first time here? Um, I feel like I do a lot of podcasts, so I might have been on once, but it was it was something brief. Um, I guess just like you, it wasn't memorable for me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, today we're going to talk about Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. Uh, they're supposed to, to square off each other against each other this weekend. Although before we get started, just to let the listeners know, we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. You're listening to this on Thursday morning. There's a chance this game gets moved. Is that correct, Charlie? Uh, because of Hurricane Delta, and we would maybe know more about that by Thursday afternoon. Yeah, um, Elaine Kiffin kind of confirmed it on uh, the SEC teleconference, and we kind of you know expected something like this with with Hurricane Delta hit to um, hit Mississippi on Saturday. Uh, they're weighing their options. It looks like right now they're considering a move to Friday, a move to Sunday, or maybe even pushing it back to uh, November 7th because both teams have a bye week. Of course, a, a fourth option would be to play the game as scheduled, but uh, I think they're kind of waiting to, to see you know, if they can learn a little bit more about the storm because maybe it breaks up a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it won't be as, as bad when it hits Oxford, Mississippi, as it does when it hits things like New Orleans and, and the Gulf Coast. But uh, you know, it, it's something to keep in mind and something we'll definitely be monitoring. All right, so assuming they play this weekend, it won't be the first time that, that Kiffin and Saban have, have played each other. Uh, 2009, Tennessee-Alabama, classic game, Mount Cody. But, I mean, there's so much more history now with Lane having been the OC for three years. With the way he left, I fired, I believe, nine days before the, the college football playoff national championship game. And then Alabama lost that game uh, to, to Clemson. There seemed back then to be like a decent amount of bad blood. Not that either of those two would ever speak to it. And in the years past, it, Lane's kind of had a lot of fun with it, right? Like he tweets about rat poison and he t- talks about how Saban had this great impact on him. What have those two said about playing each other this weekend? It's been, you know, polar opposites. You know, Nick Saban's been, you know, it's been his MO just saying that he has a tremendous amount of respect for Kiffin. Um, he did a great job when he was at Alabama and talked about really just wanting to bring him in and, and change the offense because, you know, Alabama was, was seeing what teams like Ole Miss was doing uh, even seven years ago with, with their offensive approach and you know, spreading people out and incorporating RPOs and, and Kiffin was brought in for about a, a week or maybe more as not an analyst, but they like to pick different coaches brains in the off season. And then, yeah, the position became open and and he hired Lane Kiffin. And so um, he's just kind of said what you would expect him to say from that standpoint. And, and Kiffin, yeah, he has had fun with it. Um, you know, he's, he's spread it on thick for Alabama. And he, I mean, Ole Miss is a, a heavy underdog in this game and he knows that he's called this Nick Saban's most complete team. 
Um, you know, he's he even talked about you know the offense and, and what it looks like under Steve Sarkeesian, uh, saying that he, he wishes it looked like the offense that he faced when he was at Tennessee because they didn't score any touchdowns. So yeah, he's definitely had fun with it. I think he's even you know tweeted out a couple of our links uh, just with a couple of emojis representing rat poison. So um, they've handled it about how you would expect them to. It's been civil. You know, they don't really take any shots or anything like that. But the Kiffin has been adamant in saying that he wouldn't expect any kind of text from Saban this week. Yeah, Ole Miss is a 24-point dog. What do you remember, Charlie, about those last few weeks with, with Kiffin in Tuscaloosa, gets the FAU job? I you know, read things about flew assistants in to, to interview for FAU positions like in Tuscaloosa or Methamin Atlanta. He was late for a meeting. By the time he actually got fired from a job, he had already quit. It wasn't even that surprising because there had been a little bit of animosity there. I remember he had that a story in, I believe, Sports Illustrated too. But tell, tell us about those last few days uh, for you on that beat, those last few days between uh, Kevin and Saban. Yeah, I mean, it's hectic. Uh, you kind of get used to that, though, because Alabama's assistants typically uh, move on to head coaching positions. And then, you know, conversely, Alabama's usually in the college football playoffs. So there's just that awkward uh, kind of in-between that they have to, to go through. And you know, Alabama uh, beat Washington in the semifinal there in Atlanta, but it, it didn't really beat them the, the way that it should. I know Jalen Hurts played pretty poorly. I think he just had 57 passing yards and completed about 50 percent of his passes and uh i think that that saban probably wanted him to to run the ball more uh, both scarborough was really effective uh, that postseason and uh I, I think that they could have leaned on that a little bit more i mean it kind of sounds like a a paul feinbaum caller at this point that you know they want to see them run the damn ball i was gonna say yeah, yeah that's that's essentially what it was and um you know it, it is you say that you know, you kind of expect it and sure, but um, at the same time, one of the best ways for Kiffin uh, to help his new program is to, you know, spend a week, uh, you know, promoting FAU to recruits by really just talking about playing in a national championship game and, um, you know, having that experience and, and what, you know, FAU is not going to win a national title, but, you know, that's the stuff recruits like to hear. So, um, usually guys like to stick around and to, to get that experience to, to close things out the right way. But obviously that didn't happen. And, um, you know, there probably is some, some ill will between the two, but this week, you know, they've been pretty professional and I think they've handled it the right way. So Saban doesn't let his, his coaches or his assistants talk to the media during the season. But I do want to ask, like, what was your experience like covering Lane Kiffin for three years in the times you might've gotten to talk to him? Yeah, I mean, it is a shame that you only hear from them, um, you know, when the first days of preseason camp and then in the postseason, because there just wasn't really that many memorable lame moments from a media standpoint. I mean, the biggest one uh, that stands out to me is the the ash chewing he took in the um, the Western Kentucky game, and, and Nick Saban mentioned that in his post game press conference. And that's you know you don't you don't really hear Lane Kiffin's side of things until he moves on to FAU. So. Um, it, it really is kind of surreal to look back and, and think about Lane Kiffin being on this campus for three seasons and, and nothing really bad happening outside of what we've been talking about and the kind of, um, you know, in unceremonious divorce there at the end, but, uh, it, it was successful. They won three SEC championships. Uh, they won a national championship. Um, they had SEC offensive players of the year, uh, Derek Henry won a Heisman trophy. Amari Cooper was just 
uh, unbelievable. So he did a lot of good at Alabama. And I think if you look back on when that hire was made and uh, if you were to kind of predict what would happen, you you wouldn't expect that. I think you would maybe expect more of the the lane train to come off the rails a little bit, but it, it really didn't outside of that, you know, and that we've been talking about so much. Who had a bigger impact on the other? Lane Kiffin on Nick Saban or Nick Saban on Lane Kiffin? That's a tough question because I think, you know, Lane really helped uh, transform this offense into what we've seen today. Of course, they're going to tailor you know what they do around players, but, um, you know, he, he made the offense excited. I mean, I just talked about the, the offense that he faced in 2009 and how um, he, he kind of made fun of it a little bit. And, and the offense has evolved. I think Kiffin had a lot to do with that. But then you also see Lane, um, you know, his move from FAU to, to Ole Miss. He's still making jokes and things like that. But he's not really in the headlines for the wrong reasons. And I think working under a guy like Saban and, and seeing how a program is run in a, in a first-class manner helped him. So I'd probably give the nod to – to Kiffin benefiting more, but I think also, you know, what Lane was able to do from a play calling standpoint and really just changing the offense kind of, kind of helped Alabama as well. Saban is 20 and 0 against his former assistants. We're not going to spend too much time talking about that. We were both at SEC media days last year. It was like the, the only thing anyone talked about along with the transfer portal for four days. However, eventually you'd assume maybe you think that's going to change. Like you got Jimbo Fisher, I don't know, Jeremy Pruitt, maybe Kirby Smart. Okay. Lane Kiffin has this different sort of creativity to him that I would say those other guys don't. Charlie, I would imagine if I asked you to say which of the former assistants, if it ever happens, knock Saban off, you'd, you'd probably say, say Kirby Smart, and we would make sure that like the Alabama fans listening to this, like, you know, they don't come attack you on the message board, but, but make the case, please make the case, play devil's advocate with me, make the case for it being one day Lane Kiffin. I think it's a, a realistic uh, option. I mean, I, I think that Nick Saban's record against his former assistants is impressive. I do think it gets talked about way too much, even though this year you do have the unique circumstance where he plays four in a row. They beat a and last week and Jimbo Fisher, you face Kiffin this week, and then you get, well, if it happens, and then you get Kirby and, and Jeremy Pruitt uh, in back-to-back weeks to close out this four-game stretch. But I think what you said um, is is correct in the fact that, you know, Kiffin's the most unlike Saban of the group. And, um, you know, Kirby and, and Jeremy, what they're doing at Georgia and Tennessee, it it mirrors Alabama a lot. And so that's familiar to Nick Saban. Um, you know, you're not going to get a lot of um, things that throw him kind of uh, off kilter. But Lane Kiffin can do that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, you know, this weekend or anything like that. I think he's going to have to get a few recruiting classes in there. But, you know, we, we saw what he was able to do at Tennessee in that 2009 game against, uh, you know, Alabama's only undefeated team under Nick Saban. And I think he will, you know, potentially be a thorn in that side. And, and I think that, that Nick Saban can continue to pile up these wins against his former assistants. But I think that Lane Kiffin's definitely going to make it a uh, pretty hairy for him, you know, moving forward. All right, Charlie Potter, you can follow him at on Twitter at Charlie underscore Potter. This, this is, you were right. The second time you've, you've joined us, you were part of a, a compilation episode with how will teams replace their first round picks at quarterback. And Mac Jones looks like he's done a pretty good job. Everyone go follow Charlie. He does it uh, just like Mac Jones does great work covering Alabama. And we uh, we're hopeful that that game Ole Miss versus the tide gets played this weekend uh, for our producer, Tony Levitt. I'm Trey Scott. We'll talk to y'all on Friday. 
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.